Welcome to the Wittenberg Hour. Imagine a college where students learn to value marriage and family over career and money. That men are men and women are women with God-given and beautiful differences and roles. That to be a father is greater than being a president and to be a mother is greater than being a queen. That the Bible is the wisdom of God far surpassing all the wisdom of men. That the Lutheran Church has the greatest theology, the best hymns, the most excellent music in the history of the world. That Bible, hymns, prayer, devotion, and talking about God belong in our homes every day. That children are a heritage from the Lord, the only thing in all the earth we can take to heaven with us. That piety is better than wealth and virtue is better than fame. That the Western tradition, with its literature, philosophy, music, scientific discovery, and Christian theology, is by far the greatest tradition the world has ever seen. That socialism is theft and wokeism is bullying. That Christian culture grows through supporting faithful churches and leading pious homes. Hello and welcome to the Wittenberg Hour where we explore big questions and discuss that which endures by means of that which has endured that scholars may endure. My name is Jocelyn Benson, and I serve as head teacher of Wittenberg Academy. What is Luther Classical College? Why is Luther Classical College needed? Why are classical Lutheran high schools needed? Joining us today on the Wittenberg Hour is Reverend Robert Paul. Pastor Paul is husband to his wife and father to his children. He also serves as headmaster at Memorial Lutheran School in Houston, Texas, as a board member of the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education and regent of Luther Classical College. Pastor Paul, thank you for being here. Jocelyn, thank you so much for having me on. It's a delight and a pleasure. Pastor Paul, there is excitement in the air regarding Luther Classical College. As we begin here, can you tell us a little bit about Luther Classical College? What is it? Yes, Luther Classical College is a confessional Lutheran, classical and conservative four-year college starting in Casper, Wyoming, with the goal of the summer of 2025. It's located in the foothills of Casper Mountain, and LCC promises to be a refuge for Lutheran college students. It is a single curriculum school, a liberal arts uh, curriculum, where a bachelor's degree is the main goal of the institution, although uh, there, there are plans to, to create an associate's program uh, where uh, one could pursue um, professional degrees or trades uh, following. One of the, the big promises that we're looking into at LCC is the development of an apprenticeship program to develop tradesmen who also have a basis in uh, classical Lutheran education. So it's a single curriculum school for Lutheran boys and girls, uh, young men and young women to learn not only the treasures of the faith through daily chapel and theological instruction, conversation, mutual consolation of the brethren, but also a place where uh, a strong classical education grounded in uh, the conservative tradition, one of, of preserving uh, the, the traditions of our ancestors of Western civilization, of our Lutheran forebears, is taught with pride 
and hand it over to our children. Um, it is one that cares about soul and body, where uh, physical activity and fitness are built into the culture, where forming a Christian culture is more important than allowing for a few years of, say, oat sowing, which often becomes the purpose of college in America. Uh, so it, it is an answer to many people's pleas and uh, questions. What do we do next? Where can I send my children that they won't be brainwashed into the, the what colleges are doing, what universities are doing? Where can they be preserved in their Christian faith and also um, pushed forward to service to the neighbor in the future? We in the world of Lutheran liberal arts education or classical Lutheran education must remain vigilant that we do not dwell in or aim for utopia, even as we hold up the ideal. And the description that you were giving and the opening that uh, we used for this episode, which was taken directly from the Luther Classical College website, it sounds really awesome. <laughs> and uh, some might hear this description and, and hear your comments on that and think that the regents of Luther Classical College are aiming for utopia or, or something of the like. How does our Lutheran understanding of vocation protect us from seeking utopia? This is a very good question. The first thing that's fun is to remember where the word utopia comes from, right? And, and originally, utopia is no place. It's not really a place. And the beauty of Luther Classical College is that it, its aim is to be a place, a place uh, that is necessary for our children, that is necessary for our churches, for our society, a place to cultivate those things that are actively being destroyed and erased from civilization. Uh, the reason why it is a place is not only is there a board of regents of, of men who care deeply about classical Lutheran education, who care deeply about Lutheran culture, about a Christian culture being handed down to the next generation, and not only do they care about it, but they are actively seeking to make sure that it is instantiated. The Lutherans of Wyoming are a very hearty sort. I did my vicarage in Casper, and uh, they also are used to just pushing on and doing things. And so there is a, a very real and living desire uh, when one with practical uh, ramifications one will see through the website uh, that these men are are not just setting up some high in the sky goal and then hoping that inertia will will pull it through but they actively work the board is is very hard at work to make sure that this college uh, is a reality for our students it's also even though maybe bridging on on nostalgia it's it was a reality for our children in the past. There were colleges, uh, in fact, the beginning of the, the Lutheran college system here in the States that actually existed to be for the church, for the, um, for the society. Um, 
maybe not for the family. This is where our college or Luther Classical College has something unique. Um, not that the colleges of the past are maybe against the family, but not so explicitly for the family. So, so there's, there's the practical, um, pragmatic the fact that men are actually doing work to get the college in place that prove it against being utopia. And secondly, as you mentioned, vocation is something that Lutherans care deeply about, that God is at work in the world through masks all the time. And we can't just set up sort of a Benedictine monastery where we send our children off to and hope to shield them. Uh, when I talk about school, I tend to use a, a greenhouse metaphor uh, where our goal um, is to, to provide the right environment for our children, young adults uh, in this case, to, to flourish before we plant them out in the world. And the goal certainly is to plant them out in the world for them to either return to their home congregations or stay in Casper or find work in other places where there are faithful congregations and serve, serve society that way, serve their neighbor with the knowledge that they have with the skills that they've gained, with the family uh, that that they are creating and beginning to support, all of these things have real-world implications, uh, even on a very small scale. Right? Uh, we're we're not talking about um, thousands of students; we're talking about hundreds of students, um, and and a very small place, just like a family, even a large family, is still a small place to cultivate. Uh, the good things that God would have us cultivate so we can share those things with others. You brought up the three estates that we as Lutherans generally consider, thanks to the writings of, of Martin Luther, uh, that of family, church, and society. And I appreciate how you pointed out that Luther Classical College, in perhaps a unique fashion, unlike uh, higher education pr prior to this, that it's, it's uniquely uh, situating itself to be for the family, for the formation of family, for the support and nurture of family. Let's dive into this a little bit more deeply in terms of how Luther Classical College is positioning itself or might be positioned to serve each of these estates. And and as you as you go into this, is Luther Classical College just for the formation of pastors or is is there a broader demographic that that might be considering Luther Classical College? That's a good question. So when it comes to sort of the student we are looking to produce, certainly uh, this college education has, has in mind a pre-seminary route. Uh, as I said at the beginning, it, it is one degree. There are no majors. Everybody studies the same texts, the same authors, uh, the same content. Uh, throughout much of the the college experience, the first three three and change years, this the fourth year in the mind of the board uh, as the curriculum is being fashioned is where some divergence would occur if 
if young men wish to become pastors and need to be prepared specifically for uh, entrance into seminary. So Hebrew, for example, would be added there that for other students just looking to have a, a college degree and be steeped in, in the Western tradition, in Lutheran culture, uh, in the gospel of Christ, that they would, they would not necessarily have Hebrew. They would do more translating, more studying of the, the core curriculum. Also in mind, uh, certainly in Wyoming, all the Lutheran schools are classical Lutheran schools. Uh, in the Wyoming district, the Panhandle of Nebraska and the state of Wyoming proper, and many of our classical Lutheran schools will most likely send Lutheran students to uh, this college and likewise would need teachers. And so uh, a Lutheran teacher route with specific uh, experience in classical Lutheran schools and uh, classical education would be another opportunity. Uh, also in mind is a pretty substantial music curriculum that all of the students would take where uh, church musician could be an easy vocation. So for the sake of serving the church, there are actually, I'd say, four basic ways that Luther Classical College seeks to prepare students. The first is to simply be a Lutheran congregant by, by the rhythms of daily matins and vespers of the divine service on Sunday and during the week, Mount Hope the host congregation for the land of the college, um, it already, their church and school, it celebrates the divine service on Wednesday during the school year. So there are multiple opportunities for, for Lutherans to gather around word and sacrament uh, and to prepare well-educated, thoughtful Lutherans to be back in the parish. So that's the first. Um, then, of course, as you mentioned, the, the pre-seminary route would be a second. Uh, Lutheran teachers for our classical schools would be a third, and uh, church musicians who can um, play the organ, lead the church's song, uh, work on maybe putting together a, a rudimentary choir, or if they're interested, um, be able to work through instrumental ensembles. All of that uh, is entailed in the sort of the church aspect. This is to be a college for the church of the church that the church benefits from, not only in Casper, but also um, in, in the broader synod. Our board of regents is not just made up of uh, Lutherans from Casper or even Lutherans from Wyoming. We have um, myself in Texas on the board, as well as uh, pastors uh, and laymen, as you well know, in Minnesota and in Kansas and North Carolina and in Indiana. And so the the whole church, so to speak, in the United States is involved in trying to get this institution um, up and running for the sake of the church. So that's the, the church estate aspect. Then when we move, we'll, we'll end with family. Uh, so society needs some form of Christendom. It's the only way that, that morality and ethics have pervaded in any real sense. Right? That's, that's how God works. Uh, the gospel is in a place and it, it works in the lives of believers and unbelievers. And God puts us in society. He doesn't put us out of society. So we're not looking to create some form of a, of a Lutheran Amish society. Um, we, we do wish to be in, in the world and not of the world. 
And so the education of Luther Classical College with the apprenticeship program, I think, looks specifically to the tasks of, say, employer or employee, uh, as we have it in the table of duties, where uh, young men um, may not desire to be pastors, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, they certainly want to be providers for the household, and that there's a dearth uh, in, in the trades currently. Anyone in any state knows that whenever there's an emergency, say the, the freeze that happened in Texas in, in uh, February, or, or when, when it's super hot in any part of the middle of the country, certainly in the heat of the summer and the AC goes out, um, technicians are hard to find. And, and it's much better for us as the church to be raising up our own technicians, not only to support our, our congregation, but also the towns in which our congregations find themselves. And to have men who are conversant in, in actual culture to be able to talk about real literature or philosophy while they're working on the, the sink or the AC unit. And so this goal of the apprenticeship program where students would be at our school for two years, gain an associate's degree, take Latin, which is required for all students, and not necessarily take Greek since there's not just not enough time would then be able to take that knowledge of the, the core curriculum, boil down to those two years of the associates, and then move on to, to study with a, a master plumber, master electrician, a master HVAC um, technician, and be able to take those skills out into the congregation and out into the local community for the benefit of the neighbor. So the, the college is positioning itself uniquely. That's not generally been the case. Usually you'd get some sort of a major that way, as opposed to a, a core studies and pairing up with, say, Casper College, locally in Casper, or just local tradesmen in the congregation who are interested in, in supporting this effort. So that's the goal there in society. But one could also say uh, that society is served by the writings and musings and conversations of any of our graduates, any, any way in which they say after a bachelor's degree may pursue a master's, um, may pursue a, uh, a career or, or after raising a family, a mother may wish to go into some form of a, um, a side gig, so to speak. Um, everybody will be well-educated. Luther always envisioned fathers and mothers educated. Um, so if someone listens to this podcast and says, oh, they're trying to bring back the 1950s, uh, it's definitely not the case. Luther always wanted girls to know the Bible, um, to be able to read and to write, to be well-educated, to be able to serve their families and take care of their children. And um, if only one of the parents is well-educated, the, the kids notice that and they'll mirror one or two, right? They'll mirror dad because they don't want to be that well-educated if dad's just sort of, you know, the 21st century bumbling worker or freeloader, or they'll mirror mom if mom's the only educated person, but to have both mom and dad well-steeped in the Western tradition, well-steeped in what it means to be a Lutheran uh, is good for the community because it raises up children who will be the community in the future who know what to, what to model and have seen a, a, a good example. So that that's that's a brief look at society. Anything comes out of that? 
Well, as as you were you were speaking, one of the things that came to mind was just in terms of of the local, you know, we're we're going to get to family, but thinking of of society as um local before federal, right? <laughs> you know, and and just thinking about the way that that these young men in particular uh will be able to um, be well-spoken, um, perhaps members of the city council or, you know, serving in their, in their local communities. And I would imagine just because of the, the culture that you guys are seeking to develop at Luther Classical College, that there will be very much a local emphasis in terms of you're not trying to save the world necessarily, uh, but thinking about things in in small terms, in local terms, in who who is my closest neighbor, um, would that be an accurate thought in terms of how how these young people will be cultivated? I I think you're right there. I mean, one of the things that Lutheran theology prepares us to think about is that I mean, Jesus can very well come before 2025. When the college starts, absolutely, and and because because we're not post millennialists who think that we're going to have a kingdom here and reclaim the government, because we are amillennialists, we we are guided towards local thinking, um, whether it be specifically about the family or specifically about our congregation or specifically about our our town or city or state. Um, one of the things that I think all Americans have had to fight against internally, subconsciously or consciously, is that the 20th and 21st centuries have been very global and international. And whether you were educated um, in government schools or uh, secular or government institutions for college, there's always the emphasis and the push to look bigger and broader, um, not, not locally. And I think the previous generations, uh, say those who were born in the, in the thirties and forties, um, they, they missed the local days, um, because they weren't really raised internationally yet. My grandparents are, are an interesting group. They were born in 40 and 41 and they were raising a family in the sixties. They weren't off doing the sixties. And so, so they're almost a, a holdover from a bygone era, um, of people who really did think about their local town first and, and being from New York, it's, it's even more interesting since, uh, cities got hit harder by the broad, right? When you grow up in the middle of the country, the towns are a bit more important. They still have their parades and, uh, things like that. Um, cities are less like that. Um, they're, they're too big. And when you get too big, you don't focus on the little things. You tend to ignore them. And so our college looks to the nearest neighbor, looks to the building blocks of family and society and church. It's one of the reasons why in the prospectus, which is available on the website, one can see very clearly that our goal is to be a small college. Um, 300 student maximum is what we've, we've been saying because we do not uh, wish to 
become bloated. Our goal is to take care of um, those who desire our education, to send them back out into their congregations um, so they can take care of their churches, send them to the seminary, send them to our schools. And if the school seems to explode, then we start a school somewhere else, find another local community um, in a state that could support it, say in Texas, or there are other states too, where it's hospitable to begin a college, um, where we can do this then again locally. So the serving the nearest neighbor, the local presence is definitely an emphasis that LCC seeks to uh, cultivate. Lastly, uh, for the purpose of emphasis, is, is the focus on the family uh, this this estate really is the foundation for for society as Luther sees it in the fourth commandment. Uh, the government comes from the role of the parent, and this is very very important. And it may, so I was thinking about my earlier statement on on how our colleges of the past, say the junior colleges uh, in the Concordia system, or other other Lutheran colleges. There was one in Conover, North Carolina, that uh, we're looking to since it was a liberal arts college in our planning. They they may not have had to speak so much about the family because it was assumed. Herman Zasse says something along these lines when he's talking about the earlier church and the church of late antiquity with regards to the Lord's Supper. They don't say very many things about whether or not it is the true body and blood of Jesus because everybody already believes that and you don't have to talk about it um, because it's common, common consent and knowledge. And it, it may not it may not be, but it may be the case that there did not need to be such a focus on the family um, because people already knew that. Uh, and someone could disagree, and I think it's probably fair to disagree because the family has been disintegrating since original sin entered into the world. So it's not uh, it's not anything new. However, our college focusing on actually producing families with the goal that young men and women could find their spouses at college, um, and that happens in even in the Concordia system. I met my wife at Bronxville. Happens in the state system, but usually it's a byproduct. It's not a goal. It's not. It's not intentional. Uh, we have a lot of um, Lutheran boys and girls uh, growing up into college age uh, that, God willing, need need a spouse. Right? Not all. Not all Christians are to be married. There are some that. That can be celibate, as St. Paul says, but most most need marriage. And where do we where do we send them to find their husband or wife? Especially as the case currently is, if we're all scattered throughout the country um, in various local places, whether it be, you know, look at the CCLE conference that we both attended just a couple of weeks ago. We have people from 22 different states all coming to Texas. Um, apart from conferences like that, or say higher things. How, how are our, our young people to meet each other? Uh, they could go to college, uh, one of our Concordias, and work through all the dross that, um, that college life is in the American uh, you know, experience, or they could be directed toward a place that actually cares about them getting married. Now, they wouldn't just be happy, right? People at Bronxville were happy that my wife and I got married and professors came to our wedding. Um, but that wasn't one of the purposes. And if we're to have any future in the time between now and when Jesus comes, it's by cultivating families, fathers and mothers that actually understand what family is, uh, raising sons and daughters to also know what family is, 
uh, it goes without saying that even if within the church there's been sort of an apathy or a, just a, well, families are great, but we don't want to step on people's toes. In society, family is hated, um, right? The definition changes constantly. Um, a father and mother aren't necessary. And we, and we see what happens when, when family is, is hated and trounced. Uh, it produces rioting. It produces uh, crime. It produces confusion with regards to whether or not one is a male or a female. There's all sorts of issues that come from the destruction of family. Uh, and yet God started creation with a family, Adam and Eve. And so for our college, um, caring about family, about uh, the procreation of family, about what the family does for society really is, is A, unique, and B, necessary for us to be good stewards in the time that God leaves us here on earth. You know, it's kind of an interesting thing to ponder. Higher education in general has this notion of, well, you're going to college and you're going to get a degree and that's fantastic, but really you're going to find yourself. And, you know, even well-meaning institutions get caught up in this, this whole find yourself mentality. And I would go out on a limb to say that's really not biblical uh, in terms of, of how we want to see the Christian life. And Luther Classical College seems as though it would not be propagating such a notion as find yourself. Well, it assumes one that you aren't yourself. Right. Right. And, and that you still have the potential to be another self. And, and that's not the Christian identity. The Christian identity is one grant handed over in baptism and you have the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the spirit. And, and certainly there is a maturity that happens. And, and that's where I think the find yourself goal and, and how we would talk about sort of Christian growth would, would at least sort of cross paths, maybe just briefly, right? There, there is a, a maturity in the Christian life that we hope to, to foster, um, to move students from milk to meat, uh, from whichever context they come to us from, whether it be from a robust um, Lutheran school, like say Wittenberg Academy, Memorial Lutheran School, Faith Plano, uh, a robust uh, homeschool environment. Um, children, adults, you know that we know this from regular congregational life, they're all along the spectrum sort of of Christian development. How much of the Bible do they know? How much of the fathers do they know? How much of the book of Concord do they know? How does it uh, work out into their uh, daily life? And so I think we would, we would say that the God already made you self, quote unquote, and he did so in baptism. And as much time as you have here, uh, God will grant a certain amount of maturity in the spirit through, through the cultivation of pastors, 
of parents, of professors, of teachers, of, of fellows, whether it be spouses or friends, uh, children, certainly cultivate maturity, give one, uh, uh, you know, occasion to pause and repent and then grow a little. Um, we would see it much more in terms of confession and absolution of repentance of sin and growth in the Christian life, um, as opposed to, right, you go in a certain freshman and you've, you've found the real you at the end of your senior year. Uh, there still will be, and I think, I think everybody yearns for this and they just don't know how it works. There still will be the growth, right? I, I know as a, as a seminarian, I entered seminary one way and left it another. Right? As a, and I don't know that I went to seminary to find myself. I, I wouldn't have used that vocabulary, but I did grow. I did mature. I, I definitely preferred to be, when I went to my first call, to be that seminarian as opposed to the first year seminarian. I would not have wanted to be that one anymore. <laughs> um, and, and I would hope that that also happens by virtue of learning because learning does mature a person. It, it does grow a person. Um, and so if, if there's any confluence between the wrongheaded finding yourself and the appropriate Christian growth and maturity, it would be there. I, I think that um, you could teach children and talk to you, know, you will grow by attending our college. It will not just be, especially if you grew up in a classical Lutheran homeschool or, or day school, it will not be more of the same. It will challenge you um, and develop you and foster you and grow you and, and God willing, mature you um, to know better who you are in Christ and who you are for others. Um, but it definitely is not the sort of the psychologizing goal that you described, which really does tickle people. They, they're really interested in that. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. That's because Lutherans aren't existentialists. So right. uh, we actually believe that God's already given us the essence and the existence. We don't have to go out and find it somewhere. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And on the other hand, Luther Classical College is not aiming, and and I think we've we've addressed this, but is not aiming to produce, you know, Lutheran widgets or Lutheran uh, robots or Lutheran automatons. You know that they just you know they march around and and quote the Book of Concord or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but that the baptized that enter the halls of Luther Classical College, that enter the, the, the campus and, and enter Casper, Wyoming, that, as you mentioned, God has already given them their identity. And in their experience at Luther Classical College, they will grow in that already given identity. Now, there is... Uh, a lot of doom and gloom out there uh, that sometimes comes from demographic studies or looking around at the world. 
why might Luther Classical College be an optimistic response to those who might be despairing of the circumstances in which we currently or in the the near past have found ourselves this side of heaven? The first answer to this is involved with uh, the older generation's love for places like Hillsdale College. Um, Hillsdale College provides a lot of hope for many traditional Christians and Lutherans all throughout the country. They send out their imprimis, their little uh, news bulletin, um, and with past lectures on it, and it, it cultivates a certain kind of conservative traditional culture, and this provides hope for people. People already are used to this, and many, many Lutherans have asked sort of for the quote-unquote Lutheran Hillsdale. Um, now, Hillsdale has majors and is a pretty large institution, um, so we're not LCC isn't really that, but but if if it's anything, it certainly is a Lutheran answer to a place that is not entangled with the government, since that causes many many of the woes and much of the doom and gloom. Is when when one is tied up with the federal government, one is at the behest of the federal government, and so like Hillsdale, um, LCC will will have no entangling alliances. It will be. Uh, a local institution for the sake of of the local place of the local church um, and and so that that's one part of the answer. The second is that um, although there there is a lot of of gloom with regards to demographics, many Lutherans in our generation are are working at uh, President Matthew Harrison's version of church growth which is having lots of children. And, and there are a lot of kids that are, that are growing into the next 20 years that, um, and kids that are converting into the next 20 years. We find that our brick and mortar schools, the classical Lutheran education, um, obviously because of the gospel converts families, brings them to baptism, brings them to the truth of the gospel. And then they see that this culture, that this education that that they are receiving is one worth preserving and holding on to. And so as much as there are many, many people who have left the church, uh, many even in our generation who have were raised in the church and confirmed and then have, have neglected their baptism and the gifts that come from it, uh, there are also many children running around um, who who can recite little bits and pieces of Latin and of poetry, and of hymns, who will be our students. And there are bigger children right now, uh, eighth graders, ninth graders, 10th graders in our schools and homeschools, who are excited about having a, a uniquely Lutheran college, one where even if it is Lutheran, um, you know, they're, they don't have to worry about uh, all the other things that will happen there, say, if they attend a Concordia. Um, I say that as a graduate, not to cast aspersions, but I went to Bronxville and I hoped for Lutheranism and I got a little bit of it. Um, it was a good, a good term. There were good professors at the time, but you, you were sort of happy with what you got. That won't be the case at LCC. The, the board is very, very vociferous to make sure that it's Lutheran identity, it's identity rooted in the gospel 
uh, and its identity in Western civilization and in the promulgation of the family is, is at the core of every decision that is made, every planning, uh, every every plan for building the campus, every idea for policy, everything hinges on, on this strong, gospel-centered, confessional, classical worldview that sees itself as a benefit to whatever time we have left. Right? Certainly, who knows how much time there is, how many years LCC will have uh, before Jesus comes. But with any time that we have, uh, LCC promises to provide and will deliver uh, a wonderful place for our young men and women to grow in the faith, to grow in their knowledge, to grow with each other, and then grow families to then sort of repeat the cycle. Thank you for joining us today for the Wittenberg Hour. Be sure to subscribe to the Wittenberg Hour so as to not miss an episode. If you would like to learn more about Wittenberg Academy, please visit our website at wittenbergacademy.org. You can like and follow Wittenberg Academy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next time on the Wittenberg Hour.